What's up, homies? Welcome to another episode of the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. I'm Angel. I'm a realtor. I'm a lender. And hopefully together we can give you a pretty good idea of what's happening in this crazy real estate market. We got a really important topic to go over today. It's the beginning of the year, and there's a lot of buyers that are looking to purchase their first home. So we thought, why not give seven tips for first-time home buyers? So we're gonna go over a couple of our favorite tips. Number one, you do not need to put 20% down. That is a myth. The average down payment for a first-time home buyer is about 6% down. Angel, your lender, talk about this a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't need anywhere close to 20% down. Um, there's different programs, you know, there's down payment assistance programs that, that can help you with your down, you know, putting nothing down, right, for your down payment. Um, right now with the market, unfortunately, those are a little harder to get accepted. So, the, you know, the programs that you're most likely, most lenders are going to be offering to you are going to be, you know, FHA, 3.5% down, conventional has a 3% down, or conventional um, program has 5% down. So, um, you don't even have to go, you know, the average is 6%, but, you know, you can do less than 6%. Um, yeah, most most first-time home buyers will be dealing usually with an FHA loan, and that's again three and a half percent down payment. Yeah, absolutely. So again, you don't need to put twenty percent down. Of course, putting twenty percent down, there's benefits to it, but just getting into your home, building that equity, letting appreciation do its thing, might be the better option for you. The number two tip for first-time home buyers is that you don't need excellent credit. You don't need a seven hundred plus credit score. Right, you can get into a home with a 580 credit score with a 620s credit score. I'll let Angel elaborate on this again. Yeah, this is a this one. This one's always a funny one. Like whenever I talk to clients, well, first time talking to them, getting an idea of their situation. Oh, how, how's your credit? And they're like, oh, it's it's okay. Like it's not that good. It's not the best. And so I'm thinking, you know, that's below what we need, which is a 620. Right. Um, some banks are doing 580. Depends on the banks right now. But really where the benefit is for you guys as first-time home buyers is at least a 620, right? Um, but I'll talk to them and they'll be like, I have a six, I have a 650, a 660. Like that's perfect. That's all you need. 650, 660 with the FHA loan that I just mentioned, only three and a half percent down. You're gonna get a phenomenal rate and you're gonna still get a um, you know, you're gonna have the low down payment. And it's honestly it's an it's an amazing program for you guys who don't have the most, you know, have the most money saved up. You know, don't have the best credit, right? Of course, if you do want to open up different avenues and different programs, then you do want to have a higher credit score, but it's not necessary. Um, I have some clients who, you know, like, oh, I think I'm just going to work on my credit. It's not necessary, right? FHA is a really good program and it's there for a reason. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely don't need over a 700 credit score. Absolutely. And Angel, elaborate a little bit on the three credit bureaus and how the uh, loan processor underwriters look at those credit scores. Yeah, good question. So um, there's three credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Um, what we do is the bank, they take the middle score, right? So they don't average the scores out. They take what, what scores in the middle. So for let's say, for example, your Experian score is a 631. Your TransUnion score is a 672. And your um, Experian score. TransUnion? Wait, excuse me. TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax. What was the second one I just said? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I said TransUnion, yeah. right? Yeah, so then the last one's going to be Equifax. And let's say your Equifax score is at 651, right? So Experian was 621, I think. Mm -hmm. um, TransUnion was 670, let's say 671. 
um, and then and Equifax was 652. 652, that's your middle score, right? Because um, Experian was the lowest, lowest score, TransUnion was the highest score, and then Experian is the middle one. So that's a score that we use when you're when you're getting qualified for a loan. Um, and then one thing too, just to mention, if you guys just want to get an idea, it's good to, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys do already do it. Credit Karma, um, they have the FICO app, they have, um, I think Equif uh, Experian has their own app. I think TransUnion has their own, I think all of them have their own apps. Um, so you can download all those apps, your banking apps. They'll give you an idea of what your scores in, what your scores are. But one thing to keep in mind, those aren't your real scores. Those are just to give you an idea of where your scores are at. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Gotcha. Okay, Angel. And then another tip for first-time home buyers is to get pre-approved before looking for homes. What I've seen before, and I would hate for this to happen, is someone falls in love with their home. And then they're like, I want to go, you know, get pre-approved, make an offer on this home as soon as possible. And they find later that they don't qualify for that home. And they spent a tremendous amount of time, got their hopes up to not qualify. Angel, talk about this a little bit. Yeah, this is um, super, super um, important. Like, I, I, this is always my tip, right? If you guys listen to the podcast, I'm always saying get pre-approved before looking for homes because... You got, that's the last thing you want. Like Anthony said, fall in love with a home and then you go out and you go and get qualified. And maybe you even qualify, but maybe your credit's a little off, right? You need to work on your credit. It's going to take a little bit of time, but your income's there. Maybe you have to pay off a few debts, little little things that you need to fix. But nevertheless, in that moment, you don't qualify, right? So it's better to talk with a lender to see what you can do to qualify. Or maybe sometimes, unfortunately, your income's not there and you need a co-signer. So you need to look for a co-signing option, right? Or your credit is is worse than you thought and you're going to have to wait six months to a year to fix your credit it's important to, to know exactly where you are and um i think sometimes maybe people just want to go out and you know um they're maybe a little scared i've had people scared to talk to me as a lender because they, they don't want to get their credit ran they don't want to know the truth where their score is at they don't want to know where they qualify for so maybe some people feel like that but you shouldn't you know look at you know getting pre-approved as a scary step it's actually you know it is scary but um, more than anything it's an informative step that's going to help you get where you want to be in the long run yeah absolutely you know that's a good explanation right there the fourth tip to help first-time home buyers is that as a buyer you are not paying for the buyer's agent commission it's not something you need to set aside and budget for i hear this a lot oh if i have a consultation with you how much is it going to cost Hey, are you going to show me property? How much is it going to cost? Hey, once we're in escrow and we ha you help me sell this property, how much is it going to cost? It's absolutely free for the buyer's agent. It's actually paid out of the listing agreement. Angel, I'll let you elaborate on this. Yeah, so the, the person who pays the commission is the seller, right? So you as a buyer, you don't pay anybody, including myself. I get that question too whenever uh, sometimes I'll have at the end of the appointment, be like, well, how much do I owe you? It's absolutely free to come in and talk to us. There's no cost at all. Me as a lender, we get paid to the bank, right? So we don't get we don't get paid off of you guys. Um, you don't pay a single penny um, to us individually, right? Um, there is, of course, there is other fees outside of the transaction that you have to pay. Like the bank has their fees, and you know escrow has their fees, and um, title has their fees. But us individuals, we don't you don't pay for for us, right? For your, for our services. Um, but who pays for it? Uh, who's going to pay Anthony is actually going to be the list the seller, right? So the seller agrees with his with the listing agent. Hey, I want to, for example, I want to list this property, and I only want to give up, give four percent um, 
of commission out to you and the other agent. So maybe 2% goes to the listing agent and then 2% goes to Anthony, right? Yes. So when you sell your home one day, assuming you want to upgrade, you're going to have to pay, right? So you don't pay initially, but if you buy, if you want to sell and buy another home, then at that point, you're going to have to pay um, somebody for those services. Absolutely. Uh, so the fifth tip to help first-time home buyers is to treat your current rent as if it's a mortgage and start budgeting appropriately. Angel, elaborate on what that means. Yeah, so um, let's say, and this this is the hard part for a lot of renters, right? Their rent is so, some of them are so cheap, right? And like, they just really want their own home. Or let's say even if your rent's, is, you know, let's say market rent today, right? Let's say you're um, renting a two bedroom house, let's say here in the city of Downey, that's probably gonna be about $2,800 a month, right? For, and you wanna end up buying a house, let's say for $600,000, that payment's probably going to run you, let's just say, I don't know the exact, say $3,600, right? That's about $800 more a month for you to have your own property, right? So instead of when you're, when you're, when you make your monthly rent, instead of just paying $2,800 for your rent, of course, only pay the, the landlord $2,800, but that extra $800, set it aside as if you are paying a mortgage, just so you can get used to it. Cause I think that's the big fear for a lot of people. I know for me, when I when when I bought my house, it's it's a it's you it's a it's a fear like it's a it's a it's a monthly liability that you never had, and it's such and it is usually is a pretty big increase right in your life, especially those of you who maybe live with your parents and are going from living paying zero dollars in rent to now paying two three thousand dollars. It's a big it's a big 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 debt that you're taking on every month so just kind of get just get ready for it and put that money aside and then the extra savings you can use it for when you do buy your home maybe more furniture you want to have savings so for your monthly rent or excuse me for your monthly mortgage you want to have some extra money just in case it's always never a bad idea just to have that money saved on the side and get your mind and your budget used to that larger debt you're gonna you're gonna take on yes absolutely angel thank you for elaborating on that the sixth tip to help first-time home buyers is to interview different realtors and different lenders and get the right team behind you because it really is going to be a team effort once you're in escrow. Communication is going to be key in order to serve you best and protect you and make the transaction smooth. Angel, elaborate on this. Yeah, this one's this one's huge. This one's I think it's really really important. Mm-hmm. My opinion, I think it's best to find a lender. Um, that you want to work with first. Um, one, there's different reasons to talk with lenders. The, of course, the most obvious one, and that's obviously probably the most important one, is interest rates, right? Every lender offers different interest rates. So it's important that you can shop around, see which rate is the best for you. But along with the rate, I think not a lot, not enough lenders talk about the fit that a lender, that a, me as a loan officer or other loan officers are for you, right? The, the rate could be awesome and maybe for example maybe somebody's beating maybe you want to work with me right because i just fit your personality better i'm here you know my customer service is all i'm always available whatever the case may be and some other lenders beating my rate just a little bit right but they're not going to be there for you when you, especially as a first-time home buyer when you need your questions answered right away when you need a scenario answered when hey what's this payment on this property how much is my down payment and they're not answering your questions when you need them to be answered, it can be frustrating as a first-time home buyer because it's such a big step, right? It's a monumental move in your life. So 
it's important to not only rates very very important but also working with the lender that just fits your your style and you feel like it's servicing you because at the end of the day this is our job our job is to work for you right mm -hmm. so you need to make sure that they're not they're not you're not feeling like you're being a burden to them if you ever feel like you're being a burden to your realtor or lender they're not doing a good job because you should be you should feel comfortable sending a text giving a call to them whenever you can whenever you want um and that they that and that they won't make you feel like you're bothering them right so that's very important and then the reason i say talk to a lender first is because many lenders work with different realtors that they really trust and they know are going to get the job done right me as a lender if i get a client I know it's important that I'm going to send them to a realtor that's really going to, one, that I, I can fill out your personality and see what realtor fits your personality, right? And one, I know realtor, or second, excuse me, is that a job that the realtor is going to get the job done, right? It's very important. One thing to also keep in mind is so many people want to work with, you know, everyone knows a realtor, right? a family member, a friend, or a friend of a friend. Those people aren't necessary, necessarily always the best option for you, right? So... Don't, don't jump the gun right away and just pick somebody just because you feel like you feel obligated to. Because at the end of the day, this is your biggest purchase of your life, right? So you want to make sure that, that you're picking the right person. And I'm not saying that they're not, right? I feel like if my family member picked me as a lender, I feel like I can get the job done, right? I'm not saying not to, but there's some people who, who may not be the right fit for you. Maybe your family member is, maybe they aren't, but don't just... Don't just jump to them right away without maybe looking at different options as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think something that you really want to look for, uh, especially for a realtor, is someone that's extremely available, right? Can answer your questions is there on the weekends. Someone who is uh, has your best interest in mind, right? They hold their fiduciary duty to the highest level. Someone that is knowledgeable, like can explain things to you, is always trying to educate you about the process. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, I think someone that is also at, this, at the same time very aggressive and is aggressively trying to get your offer accepted, ag aggressively trying to find you the right home. Because in this market right now, it's not easy for buyers. So if you don't have a realtor who's very aggressive and trying to get your offer accepted, then chances are he's gonna be overshadowed by the other agents who are. So it's something that I really wanted to bring to your attention when you're shopping for, or I guess interviewing different uh, realtors and lenders. The last tip that I have for first time home buyers is to be patient and enjoy the process. Can't emphasize this enough, as I mentioned before, this is an extreme seller's market. This is an environment like we haven't seen before. There's very low inventory. There's a lot of demand. And the chances of you finding your dream home within a week or within a couple weeks isn't all that high. So you need to make sure to just be patient, be aggressive when you're writing your offers, but at the same time, enjoy it. It might take a couple months, but don't give up and just know that if I'm continuing to look at homes week in and week out, eventually the right home will come. Angel, elaborate on this a little bit. Yeah, um, this one, this is maybe might be the you know a lot of these tips are important, but this one might be the might be the best one just because of the market, right? And we don't know how the market's going to be as as crazy as it was this past year in 2020. Um, so we're you know we're still waiting to see what that what the rate change what the rate changes and um, seeing how inventory ends up. Um, filling out this year all those things but 
let's assume that it's even close to what it was, right? It's going to be a ride, to say the, to say the least. Um, and with that being said, it's just important. One, that, and that's why I think it's so important to work with somebody that you really, really like, right? Because you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to really trust these people. Um, every every weekend, you're going to be out showing a property. You want to make sure you're working with somebody who who's actually one that you enjoy being with and two that you feel like is is helping you out to the best of their abilities right and yeah just you know it, sometimes you might feel and i've had clients like where they just feel like dude nothing's going in nothing's going in i've been putting offers countless offers countless offers especially for the people unfortunately like the lower down payments so fha 3.5 percent or conventional five percent down those offers are a little bit they're going to take a little bit more time to get accepted just because you know, when you're competing against other offers with larger down payments, it's a little harder, right? Because those are the offers that the sellers like. But I promise you, if you stick with it and you're working with the right people, eventually you're going to get your offer accepted, right? Um, and I'll give you guys a story right now. I actually have a client. I don't even remember when I started working with them. That's how long I've been working with them for. And they haven't been working. They haven't been consistently looking for this. I know it's been over a year. I think this is, I want to say I met them before i think their daughter's already like one years old and i met the lady when she was pregnant like that's how long i've been working with them and they're finally they they, they again they weren't looking all the time they're really looking for the right home uh, but they stayed consistent they believed in their realtor you know they would reach out to me i would go months without hearing from them then out of nowhere they would be like oh i'm gonna submit an offer on this property and they stuck with it and now they're they're in process of purchasing the home that you know their dream home selling one of their selling their current they had a condo selling their condo and buying the house that they want to so um that's just an example of being patient and, and working with the people uh working putting your trust in the people you work with mm -hmm. and then enjoying the process right enjoy you know it's good stressful but once you get in your house i promise you it's all worth it in the end yeah absolutely so homies i hope this gives you a pretty good idea of some tips some things to expect as a first-time home buyer 2022 is a new year. I want all you homies to be in your own home, sipping a glass of wine, listening to our podcast on your couch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I want to wish you all the best. Take care and stay safe, homies. Thank you. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.